When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome in to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as a warrior. I am a warrior. This man next to me is a much more reasonable person than I am. It is your vice mayor and your thunderstick, the one and only Jesse Friedman. Jesse, I did not sleep well last night. I stayed up very late texting you and Damon, especially Damon. We went off on our own little conversation after you dropped off uh, uh, because of Damon's uh, feelings about this whole situation. Uh, of course, a big ski to you all. I got to get that out of here. And uh, we thank you guys for being here. Uh, am I overreacting, Jesse, to what we saw on Geraldo Perdomo's <laughs> Instagram story yesterday? I mean, I feel like I have a I have a standing answer to w- whenever you ask me that question. Whenever am I, I overreacting say, to blame? Am I overreacting? It's generally dot, safe dot, for dot. me to just say yes. Uh, and I and I do think that that standard response applies in this situation as well. Um, although I will I will admit that uh, uh, there were there were some rumblings about this on Twitter. I went over to Geraldo Perdomo's Instagram story and took a look for myself, and I was like, "All right, I see where you're coming from. Okay. Like, it, okay, it, it I'm not is, crazy. You're not you're not Jacob, so, you're not crazy. What, no. w- this is what we saw last night. This was just uh, something that started. I don't know around." I guess like 10 o'clock, not 10 o'clock, like 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock, sometime around yeah, that sometime time. Yeah, sometime in the evening Sometimes yesterday. in the evening. He just started posting pictures to his Instagram story of all of his teammates. Yeah. And they all had captions. They all had individual kind of. And he's in basically, as you can see, he's in basically all of these pictures with these teammates. Right. And he's tagging every one of them. He's saying stuff, uh, you know, about about each guy. Here's Alec Thomas, AT, with the handshakes. Corbin Carroll, the man. This is the kind of post you post when you are leaving a team. (laughs) This is not something that, oh, it's the start of spring training and I'm feeling a little... Uh, emotional. I'm glad to be back around the boys. Let's let's post some stuff up here that just gives a shout out to all of my teammates. Like he almost he didn't miss anybody. Jesse, there's Josh Rojas. He didn't miss anybody. This is infuriating <laughs> to me. How much this makes me worry that this is the end of Ronaldo <laughs> Perdomo's time in a Diamondback uniform. But I feel like that's very overreactionary. I feel like it is uh, an overreaction to, of course this but i mean come on he didn't miss 
Evan Longoria is covered. I mean, El Abuelo. <laughs> El Abuelo. <laughs> I do think that there are some players in here that are no longer on the team. True. Which was which was one. Uh, you know, if you were being traded, uh, then you know you'd you'd say farewell to the. There's this video in here which, is, just, in which, the, is, yeah. which is funny. Uh, but yeah, like if you were being traded in your Instagram farewell story, yeah. you would probably include the players that you are that you are actually leaving, uh, as opposed to it's like fair. would you include Evan Longoria when you weren't you weren't likely going to be playing with him anyway. So yes. I was I was really. Uh, you know, trying to read into this alongside you. Um, but yes, if Geraldo Perdomo were to be traded, I imagine this is something something like what his Instagram story would look would like. Look like. Yes, <laughs> that, right? that is that is kind of undeniable. But I don't. But I don't think it's like if he were traded. I think this is what it would look like. But just because he did this on Instagram, I don't think that means he was traded. So it's like the arrow goes one way. But not the other, in my mind. Elise says, I mean, Lourdes posted a whole goodbye post and he ended up re-signing with us like a month later. So maybe it's just sure. their thing. We know that. But that's different because Lourdes was, Lourdes right. was a free agent. Geraldo right. Perdomo is not, not at all a free agent. Right. And so uh, I feel like everything about this, because Perdomo wasn't here in the United States. Cattell Marte wasn't here in the United States. And these guys are all back. They're all around each other. They're here early. They're here voluntarily, and I think that there's just a palpable excitement amongst them about what they accomplished last postseason and, you know, what this season could look like for them. I mean, this is yeah. an exciting time for a team that still kind of was coming together last year in August, right? And now not only have they pretty much solidified all those same pieces that got them as far as they got, but now they're adding those pieces to it. If I was a player on the team like Jerry P, I would be very excited about yeah. the additions that they made and coming back and being around all my teammates. I mean, hell, who who am I? Like, I literally can't go anywhere without posting pictures of me and my friends being out doing stuff just to, I guess, prove that I still live life. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> I, I get it. It's just, it was concerning and it concerned, didn't concern me, just me. There were a lot of people online. Damon, Damon was very Damon stressed was out about the this. Most concerned. Do you realize that we would have just... Had to find a new producer. If, if the Damon, Diamondbacks ever trade Geraldo Perdomo, Damon Damon is going to yeah. is going he's to no, lose he's it. no longer he going, going to, to be producer it. of the yeah. show. That that would that would be the end. Uh, Groundhog Mama says he's just a happy guy, which I think is probably the best yeah. explanation for this. Like Geraldo Perdomo just just really seems to love his teammates, and uh, you know when you love the people that you play with, when you enjoy being around them. You'll you'll post uh, on your Instagram story a yeah. whole bunch of pictures with some some nice words and that's why I never post on... any pictures of Jesse on there. That's right. I yeah, mean, right, makes, right. Yeah, it makes sense the other yeah, way absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Yeah, if you did, you dislike people, Correct. then you certainly wouldn't have wouldn't have done it would anything. Be crazy like this. to do that. It would be crazy to do that. Uh, I guess to play devil's advocate, as we do so often on the show, uh, the the other question here is is that why would Perdomo no longer be a part of this team if that was the case? It would be obviously via some sort of trade. And yeah. what would a trade for Perdomo even look like? Where is his value at? I feel like his value is potentially fairly high based on the fact that he was an all-star last year. Again, the team went to the World Series. It's it's a time for pretty much every player on the roster's value to be fairly high after the run that they had. And especially 
all of those guys that ended up on the all-star team last year. It also feels like, you know, the the Diamondbacks do have Jordan Lawler waiting, you know, True. as their future shortstop. So there there are some things that make sense, but the timing doesn't make sense. And, you know, of course, what would they get back for him? Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with all those things. Um, you know, there, there very well may come a day where it does make sense for the Diamondbacks to at least explore a trade for Geraldo Perdomo. But it doesn't feel like that day is today. Mm-hmm. If the Diamondbacks traded Geraldo Perdomo tomorrow, it would be like, all right, well, you know, maybe you were able to add some sort of piece that is that is helpful. Uh, you you know, you'd expect to get a, a decent amount of value in, in exchange for him. But I mean, at this stage, if you trade Geraldo Perdomo, who's your who's your opening day shortstop? Right, you're putting a lot of pressure that's at a, that that's, point. That's on Jordan Lawler. On, on Jordan Lawler and. Uh, you know, there's some other guys in the mix there as well. There's Blaze Alexander and, you know, Kevin Newman. There, sure. There's some other guys there as well. But, yeah, the D-backs <laughs> don't seem nearly stable enough at shortstop right now to move on from Perdomo and not bring in someone to replace him. So in that sense, a trade doesn't really make sense to me right now. Uh, and then, as you also said, uh, what, what would the Diamondbacks get? Like at this stage in the offseason, if you were to trade one of your better young position players what are you getting what yeah what are you doing it for like are you getting another starting pitcher i know you know mike talked at the beginning of the offseason about uh, wanting to get two starting pitchers instead of one i you know i guess you're maybe kind of trying to build a a super starting rotation at that point sure are you like a dylan cease for instance or something like yeah i mean i think it'd have to be more than just perdomo for for dylan cease no no i I know that that that's definitely the case but yeah that would be my point is is that uh, I feel like the only case, the only instance where they would even consider that would be to maybe make one of those trades that they think, you know, we, we kind of have to pull the trigger on this. We don't have any other choice. Sure. You know, this is too good to pass up in this moment. And maybe like a back end reliever. I, I could see like if you're trying to really add some some bulk to the back end, that's something I, I you know, have kind of always wanted to see the team do this offseason. But even that, it's like, all right, you're going to trade a shortstop so that you have a better bullpen. Yeah. But then what yeah. are you doing at shortstop? Right. Um, we did talk about Perdomo as uh, when the Randy Arozarena uh, rumors were floating around a little bit. Uh, there was a day I think you were I think you were out of town. Patrick Lyons was filling in, and uh, he and I had both come up with Geraldo Perdomo as a as a potential centerpiece there. The Rays have uh, some questions at shortstop. Um, I know they've they've made some moves this off season, but um, yeah, even then it was kind of hard to see. Like, okay, if the Diamondbacks traded for Perdomo, traded Perdomo for Rosarena, uh, you know what what would they do at shortstop? Yeah. And uh, those those same questions certainly exist today. Um, Joey had a great question. He said, not on topic, but it is something we've been asked several times lately and we haven't really addressed it because we don't have any concrete answers, but he asked any news on games, uh, being aired on TV yet been screwed by dish network, having to listen on the radio for the last few years. I am so tired of being in the middle of petty squabbles between <laughs> satellite providers and we channels. We didn't do it. All yeah. right. Well, no, I mean, I, I feel that way too. I went through this with channel 12, uh, on, on, sure. on direct TV for like months. Uh, and every time I turned on channel 12, it was just some BS thing up there. Uh, I don't know as it stands right now. I think uh, the last word we had was the diamondbacks have a lot of suitors for uh, potential regional sports network partners, but no decision yet. They did say Arizona sports 
is one of their options. Um, so, uh, or Arizona Family Sports. Um, so they could end up on the same channel right now as the Suns, uh, but nothing there. For for the most part, it sounds like they're going to proceed this season as they did last year. So uh, there is still that channel. Like I know they've added that extra channel uh, for it to air on on cable and, and such. So, uh, however you were getting it, unfortunately, like you said, you were screwed by Dish Network. So, uh, I think for the for at least the short term, that's how they're going to proceed. But hopefully, we have some change uh, in direction to that or some update before you yeah. know the end of the. We're still uh, waiting on on a few updates, man. We're just the ballpark news. Ballpark still stadium. haven't gotten a ton of clarity there. The TV situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah ho- hopefully, I mean, we we will be talking with um, at least based on what's happened uh, last year, and I think they they've done this generally. Uh, we typically hear from Derek Hall and Ken Kendrick at some point in Correct. February, like Correct. toward the beginning of spring training. So we might only be a week or two from talking with them again, and you know maybe they'll have some update at, at that point. Yep, we uh we are what one week away now from one week from one week from today, yep. Derek. Yep. One week from today. Um, Gabriel says I need the I want my Diamondbacks chant on three TV again. We all need that. We all absolutely need that. Uh, Wait, I don't also, remember that. Uh, what was? That? Can, I don't remember that. You don't remember what was that? it? Chant it for me, Derek. It was it, it was I want. I want. What do you mean? I was. I'm not. I'm not. Chan- I'm not chanting on command for you. Uh, <laughs> but it was uh, the the Suns and the Diamondbacks have always been kind of like TV partners, and I I, I do kind of want them to be uh, on the same channel as the Suns. And of course, uh, we have this delightful photo that Jacob pulled for us. Of uh, speaking of uh, Suns and Diamondbacks action, we got Corbin Carroll and uh, and Ga- Gabriel Moreno, our very own Yo Gabby Gabby and Corbin. Uh, just looking adorable. That's an incredible that that just one is adorable. an incredible picture. Uh, there, I believe Merrill Kelly was also at the Suns game yesterday. Uh, Zach Gallen and Brandon Fott, I believe, were at the. Fantastic. Uh, we're out. Oh, yeah. we're out golfing. Doing, yes. doing that whole thing. So they were out there golfing. Uh, we did. Do we have that incredible shot of Zach Gallen missing the I can putt? Get, I can get it. You get that for me because we need to show <laughs> the world that. But. Uh, I love this brewing friendship between Gabby and Corbin. Uh, I I love the idea of there being a language barrier, but them both potentially teaching each other like like English and Spanish better. Like like Corbin's getting better at his Spanish and Gabby's getting better at his English there. Like sure, yeah, that's a delightful relationship. And uh, again, the the there's a lot of participation from the Diamondbacks and all this stuff. Here is. here, here's a hilarious picture of Zach Gallon uh, missing a putt in front of all of the mascots. It looks like <laughs> I don't know who's more disappointed in him, uh, Baxter or or himself. Yeah, I mean, even Baxter's in on this. You'd think the Baxter would would have his back, right? No, no. You know Baxter Jesse. <laughs> he has nobody's back. He's a he's a scoundrel. That that Bobcat. You're saying but he doesn't back the D backs. He doesn't. I mean, he's gotten a little tired of that after they called him Baxter. Okay, what do you expect? He's going to yeah, go the fair. other direction. But, that's fair. Uh, yeah, Danielle with the crack whack. I want my D backs. There's your chant for the channel three thing. That's that's that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> let's stop speculating about uh, Geraldo Perdomo because Damon is going to be very very angry at us so for now this is just uh perdomo getting excited about the season yeah this is just a kind of funny very wholesome very very geraldo perdomo-esque uh kind kind of thing um 
And yeah, it probably means absolutely nothing in re- in regards to a trade. But we had to at least mention it because it doesn't. It, it, doesn't it was mean, a little weird, and I I understand why some people were were wondering. About I have this. a late night tonight, Jesse. I did not need to lose sleep over this, but I definitely did. I just found myself waking up around you know like at one, and then again at two. Uh, just thinking what a trade would be. I cried a couple of times. It wasn't a good night, but uh, Geraldo Perdomo, he means a lot to this team. And, you know, of course. He does. He does mean a lot. That's to the, that's the big thing about a guy like that is is uh, someone said he's a clubhouse guy. He absolutely is a clubhouse yeah. guy. You know? He really emerged as as uh, kind of a, a leader, you know, even though he was, you know, obviously only 23 years old, one of the younger guys. Maybe he's 24 now. Uh, one of the younger guys on on the team, nonetheless. And uh, but that was kind of a narrative throughout the season, Perdomo taking charge in, in certain situations and helping pitchers, you know, kind of rein things in when when things weren't going so well. He does mean a lot to the Diamondbacks. He was an all star. Uh, he didn't have a good second half of the season. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, he's a big part of this team. And as we said, I, I don't think it makes really any sense for them to, to move on from him right now. He was uh, in the mix of, of everything uh, in, in the postseason, it felt like. like felt like yeah, every rally great. got started he with Perdomo. He was great in the postseason. Yeah. He, he reached base in the vast majority of the games the Diamondbacks played. Uh, and he was in the nine hole. He was really setting That's the right. table for the for the top of the lineup for Corbin Carroll and, and Cattell Marte really well. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think people need to be too, too worried about this. Yeah. Uh, Pedro says Tio Derek has scissoring, uh, scissoring and cursing to do later tonight. Didn't need the stress. He's absolutely right about that. I have pro wrestling to attend, uh, uh, but of course, uh, I'll, I'll take a nap or something here at the office. Uh, I do appreciate you guys being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Uh, sorry to have worried you with our our episode title. I think Haas said it right away. He said the clickbait work. <laughs> clickbait work. Clickbait work. I'm on the edge of my seat now. Gotcha. We gotcha. Well, thank you for being here. <laughs> of course, if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, make sure to do so now. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever we go live. Uh, uh, drop us a like, as Gabby said. He always loves when you do that. If you're listening on the audio podcasting side, make sure you subscribe there as well. Leave us a review. We always appreciate those five-star reviews. They help us out a ton. Of course, if you want to help yourself out a ton, stop by Illegal Pete's uh, because Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot uh, at all times of the years, from caterings to gift cards. They have the perfect thing you need, whether it is to feed yourself, feed your family, or you just want to stop by and check in on Damon because, of course, as we've addressed, he's always there on the patio. And maybe after this episode would be a great time to stop by and console him for what we uh, what we said and what we speculated on. But uh, Illegal Pete's has, of course, the strongest margaritas in Arizona, and they have mouthwatering food that will fill all of your heart's desires. So make sure to check out all of Illegal Pete's weekly deals. Kick the Monday's Monday blues with $3 margaritas all day long or ease your way back into the week with $2 tacos every Tuesday. If you work in the healthcare or education field, take your team to work at, uh, to lunch at Illegal Pete's every Tuesday. Enjoy buy one, get one free entrees. And don't forget to unwind after a long day at their happy hour, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every single day. Illegal Pete's your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Do they have it in Vegas? I think Damon's okay right now. He's probably not. Yeah, I'm surprised he's, he's not here in the chat yelling. He's at us. he well he's, yeah, he's they're, working, they're on right? a show right now. Yeah, he's busy. Um, but the, you know, it's probably for he's, the best. He's not okay. I can tell you that much. I know he's not um, okay. That's but fair. he will be okay. Do you want? I got like my last text message from him was at 3:45 a.m. Yeah, he's not okay. And it was a lot of curse words. There were a lot of curse <laughs> he texted words in you here. at three forty-five a.m. <laughs> it's a long. I think you texted me at like two thirty a.m. The, the <laughs> night before. So 
Yeah, he was uh, he's a worried guy. But the Cardinals crew, man, they 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 work him hard. Yeah, Poor yeah. Guy. I mean, he's in Las Vegas. You don't really sleep in Las Vegas. You don't even know what time of day it is in Las Vegas. That's I mean, fair. I That's bet he fair. thought both of those texts were going out at PM. I bet you know based yeah. on yeah. based on uh, the circa atmosphere and everything they got going on. But <laughs> uh, of course. You got to join us for some baseball games this year. We have all of our takeover events that we're going to be uh, offering. But of course, great way to get your tickets to all events, including concerts, shows, musicals. Like I took my daughter to to one that was probably way too old for her at 12 years old, but still uh, had a great time. She had a blast. So make sure to check out all of the wonderful events you can attend through Game Time. It is the place for last minute ticket deals, and it is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Of course, they offer great deals on those last minute tickets. When you have FOMO, you need to go to an event and you just want to make sure you're not getting uh, not paying uh, double, triple, quadruple of what the face value of your tickets are. You can snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download their app, create an account, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. If you want to join me at Pro Wrestling tonight, maybe a great place to get your tickets would be on Game Time for that show that starts, I think, at like five o'clock. So uh, get down and check out what Game Time has to offer. Uh, Jesse, we've talked about projections at times, uh, really liking parts of this team, really not liking parts of this team but the Pakota projections have dropped and uh there's some things that favor the diamondbacks quite a bit and a couple of things that yeah. are fairly ugly that we don't uh really want to talk about but we are going to have to address uh <laughs> let's take a look though uh let's do you want to start off with the standings do we want to start with standings? yeah let's do it yeah let's All go right. let's go nos what do we what do we got in the nos here from our our friends over at Pakota? this is done by a uh, baseball prospectus for for those who don't know the LA Dodgers are projected for 101.9 wins. That's such a crazy projection. To yeah, just... that's outrageous. That's ridiculous. Because a projection is supposed to be like conservative, like the 50th percentile. It's the mid-range outcome. Yeah, right. It's not. It's not saying that every team is going to win this exact number of games, but it's supposed to be like right in the middle of kind of all of the possible. Basically, what the highest likelihood of them winning yeah. is, right? Yeah, essentially. And yeah. to put like that middle ground for the Dodgers at 102 wins is is kind of outrageous, but says a lot about how talented that team is. Uh, no, no, no huge surprises there frankly they're um, just men jesse they're just ordinary men <laughs> they are not just ordinary <laughs> men Derek. uh but the diamondbacks are in second place here at 85.3 uh wins projected so 85 and 77 uh is essentially the 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 uh, record projection for the d-backs in 2024 the giants a few uh wins behind that at 81 and 81 padres at 80 and 82 pakota has them in fourth place and then the rockies at 58 and 104 uh that is that is that's even as good as the dodgers projection is that is that is even worse than like yeah. how good that one is. That, yeah. that is that is exceptionally the of, poor. <laughs> the amount of despair, the lack of hope there as a Colorado yeah. Rockies fan, you already know your team is bad and you already know your owner isn't going to do much in order to make that team better. Right. right. But then you have to look at that. And like you said, that's that's the median outcome. You mean to tell me there's a darker outcome? There's a darker. Oh yeah, there are a lot. There are a lot of darker that? outcomes. Oh my for, god, for the Rockies, it's a it's a it's a bad baseball team. Yeah. but yeah, I think Fangraphs has the Diamondbacks a little below 84. I think it would maybe round up to 84 wins right now. Uh, so Pakota's a little higher on the Diamondbacks, putting them at just over 
85 wins for 2024. Um, and 85 probably doesn't sound all that great. I mean, we saw the results of that survey that we took. Um, you know, a lot of people, about half of you voted for the voted that the Diamondbacks would finish with 90 or more wins. So 85 might seem a little a little bit low even to some people. But in terms of a like mid range outcome uh, that these computer things are, are projecting, 85 is is really pretty strong. Yeah. And honestly, that's uh, that 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 would appear based on other projections in the National League. Yeah. To get the Diamondbacks into the playoffs. I think with the way that the NL West is and the way it's going to be for a number of years, that's all that, that we can really play for at this point. Winning the division on a year where maybe the Diamondback or the Dodgers slip up and aren't as good as they're projected to be might be a possibility. But it feels like this is the path that they're always going to kind of have to pursue. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, it does have playoff uh, your your percent chance of making the playoffs. It had that at 60.6 percent for the Diamondbacks. So entering the season with a greater than 50 percent chance of making the playoffs. I know everyone is really expecting this team to make it at this point. Sure. Um, but that's still I mean, that's still pretty good. That's something we haven't seen in a long time for this team. I think in 2023, their chance of making the playoffs was somewhere like 15, 20 percent, depending on on which outlet uh, you looked at entering the season. So 60 is is an enormous, an enormous upgrade over where they've been recently. We also have the National League Central and East standings from the Pocota projections. Uh, let's take a look at the central standings. These are interesting. These are interesting uh, because what you got here is not a lot of good baseball being played in the National League Central. The St. Louis Cardinals right now being projected to win that division with 85 wins. You got the Cubs going 80 and 82 and being the second place team. Essentially every team in the division outside of the Cardinals having a losing record. The Milwaukee Brewers being 79 and 83. You have the Cincinnati Reds at 78 and 83, which is a little egregious, I, I would say, a little for, for a team that kind of has been on the rise and probably, I mean, I, I would imagine would forecast to be better next year than they were this year, but who knows? Uh, and then the Pittsburgh Pirates at 72 and 89 or 90, 72 and 90. Uh, basically, all kind of right there together, uh, yep. uh, like a whole difference of eight games between second place and, and last place, but... Uh, an odd selection for the Cardinals to be the number one pick. I mean, obviously last year they were kind of the favorite and then they had a pretty terrible season. But have they really like done enough during this offseason to be projected as the division winner? Yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> I guess they have. <laughs> I mean, they have. Uh, yes, obviously, <laughs> the computer thinks so. Yeah. Do you think so, though? It's it's just a, it's a it's a bad division. Obviously, um, all you know, those top four teams are all clustered together very very closely. There's a lot of a lot of. I mean, I could see the Reds winning the Central. I could see the Brewers. I could see the Cubs. The Cardinals. All of those are very very possible in my mind. I do think the Cardinals are probably at the top of the list for me as of today. Uh, no, they you know their their starting rotation additions weren't the best but they do have Sonny gray at the top now you know kyle gibson and lance lynn should at least be able to to eat some innings that the you know last year's staff wasn't really able to do as well um and i still believe in paul goldschmidt and nolan arenado and lars newbar and nolan gorman and you know what jordan walker could be when i look at the cardinals lineup i see you know not only a, a decent ceiling but a decent floor too 
Uh, whereas, you know, you look at the Reds lineup, for example, the ceiling there is exceptionally high, but the floor is probably lower. You don't know exactly what Ellie De La Cruz looks like sure. in year two. You sure. know, can Matt McLean come back and and be as good as he was, you know, in, in year one before getting hurt? There's more questions with Cincinnati, whereas with the Cardinals, it's like, all right, this isn't. You know, they, they didn't have the offseason that I'm sure Cardinals fans would have wanted, but they did enough to win or to at least be favorites in a division that is just not very good right now. It's fair. All right. Now let's take a look at the NLE standings projections from Pakoda uh, because, again, some interesting things here, uh, including obviously Atlanta Braves favored to win that division. Uh, they are projected to have 100 wins. So. We got two 100 projections <laughs> seasons from from two teams in the National League because, of course. Then you have the Phillies at 85 and 77. New York Mets at 83 and 78 or 83 and 79. Uh, Miami at 80 and 80, 82. And yeah. Then, then Washington at a distant, distant fifth place at, with 58 wins. Uh, Philadelphia being projected to have 85 wins jesse what are your thoughts yeah on uh on that on the diamondbacks i'm having that edge i absolutely it was a little surprised to see that uh yeah they have the diamondbacks at 85.3 wins the phillies <laughs> at 85.0 does it make them the first wild card team technically so, in these projections yeah it would. in these yeah. projections the diamondbacks are the first wild card team they are also they also have the third highest win total projection uh they beat the cardinals by 0.1 and the phillies by 0.3 uh so Let's yeah go. technically according to pakoda it's the dodgers and the braves and then granted a pretty sizable gap and then the arizona diamondbacks as the third best team in the national league which is I mean, if you're a Diamondbacks fan, about as good as you probably could have seen yeah. this playing out. Yeah. And the Phillies in particular, like I think of the Phillies, if I'm being honest, as, as being a little bit better than the Diamondbacks in terms of just the, the talent on, on that roster. I think the bullpen in particular, the Phillies bullpen is just so deep in a way that the, the Diamondbacks isn't. Uh, but looking a little closer at some of the numbers... Uh, Pakoda just doesn't like the Phillies position player group as much yeah. as it, there's a big difference yeah. there between uh, it actually likes Phillies pitchers better than the Diamondbacks pitchers, but it likes the Diamondbacks position player group way more. Uh, you know, you have guys like Nick Castellanos, who you don't know if you're, how much you're going to get there. Brandon Marsh is someone that Pakoda is not really very high on. Um, you know, Kyle Schwarber, the, the offensive projections there are good, but obviously you're, you're not getting much defensively. So on the whole, the Diamondbacks just have, you know, a lot of a lot of valuable players who can who can run the bases, who can, you know, play good defense. And the Phillies are, you know, it's it's more of a hit first profile. There's not as much value, uh, you know, from a, a defense and, and base running standpoint. And that comes through here. Pakoda sees that the Diamondbacks is the better team. When you talk about valuable position players, of course, everybody knows Corbin Carroll is going to be up there for the Diamondbacks, but he is, in fact, the most valuable position player on the Arizona Diamondbacks, according to Pakoda, and he is tied for the fourth best position player in all of baseball. Yeah, in terms of warp, which uh, we don't talk about warp much, uh, but there's foir, there's, <laughs> yeah, there there's boire, <laughs> boire. There's, there's F4, B war, <laughs> and then there is actually a third uh, war metric, which is warp that comes from baseball prospectus. That one isn't used as often. Yeah. Um, but, it's when you leave a player out in the rain, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? uh, but they do have Corbin Carroll projected for five 
warp in 2024, which, which yes, as you said, was tied for the fourth most of any position player in, in all of baseball. So uh, they certainly have a very, very high view of Corbin Carroll. Their projected slash line for him was 268, 355, 482. Uh, they project him for 20 homers, 77 RBI, 30 stolen bases, which feels really low. It does. Uh, these systems are always going to be uh, pretty conservative on that front. But yeah, that's a that's a pretty that's, solid projection for, for Corbin Carroll. I mean, for sure. and I'll say this, like word is out about the Diamondbacks stealing and they were kind of a team that uh, at times was kind of highlighted last year as being one of the better stealing teams. So, yeah, with that, know. with that being part of, you know, the scouting report and things like that, it is possible to see a regression from him in stolen bases. I don't know if he'll go back down to just getting 30, but uh, these are conservative, you know, projections. And, and again, that's still very good for for Carroll to to have that kind of sophomore season and yeah uh again it continues with the whole team like they have per, like they have what one two three four five six six guys projected to hit somewhere between 252 and 268 on this team which actually feels very much like how the diamondbacks found success last year you didn't have necessarily one guy standing out uh, head and shoulders above everybody else as much sure. as it was a team effort from a bunch of young talented players uh and evan longoria yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not going to throw him in there with young and talented. He's yeah, old and talented, yeah, yeah. He, he he's in a bit of a category of his own for Tichero, sure. Uh, but anyway, uh, but what are your thoughts here on the rest of the squad's projections and what kind of stood out to you from from those guys? Yeah, um, just pretty solid across the board. Like the Diamondbacks, as we've said many times, their lineup at this point is is solid. There's yeah. there's not really holes in in the lineup. Uh, you know, one through nine, it's going to be pretty competitive all, all the way through, especially against righties, um, you know, against lefties. There's there's maybe a couple spots that, that we're less sure of. But against lefties, they also have guys who just absolutely destroy the baseball. I could tell Marte and, and Gabby Moreno who could, you know, maybe help help make up for that. Uh, one guy who does stand out to me is Eugenio Suarez. Why does, projection yeah, is why not does Pakoda good. hate a Eugenio Suarez? What does Pakoda have against Gino. Yeah, that that's hard hard for me to say. Um <laughs> 209 uh, 300 381 slash line. It's not a great slash line. There's still 21 homers there, uh which I guess makes sense. They're, you know, they're probably projecting him to He's to, a power guy. He's, yeah, when he makes contact, he's going to hit it far. Right, right. Um but yeah. 69 RBI. They nice. have a baseball prospectus has uh like a their own they have their own stat for everything. They don't do WRC plus, they do DRC plus. Yeah. Um that's that's their whole their whole thing over there. And they have Suarez projected as the worst hitter out of the the Diamondbacks kind of front nine hitters, Carol, Marte, Guriel, Moreno, Walker, Thomas, Peterson, Perdomo. Suarez is is the worst out of that group with a ninety-one W uh drc plus projection so yeah i think it's just you know it's just the aging curve and suarez getting a little bit older and the season he had last year computers are ageist is what you're saying yeah yes it's i mean and they probably should be no, uh in, Jesse, in don't agree sports, with the computers. but uh you know there, oh. there's some evidence that uh players as they age or uh, tend to not hit quite as well but what I don't know if I don't think it's it's a sure thing that Suarez will fall off to this extent. The Diamondbacks are certainly hoping for things to go the other way yeah. where, you know, he was really, really good for the Mariners in 2022. Is he able to find a way in 2024 to kind of get back to being that player, at least maybe split the difference between the player he was last year and the, and the player he was the year before? 
I've said it before, and I will say it again. There's a good reason why old players come to Arizona. We got the Vortex in Sedona. We got Mayo Clinic. We got lots of advantages <laughs> in medicine and, and things here. <laughs> get them better. Get them back on track. Um, <coughs> excuse me. All jokes aside, I think Gino is going to have. Uh, excuse me. Sorry. Uh, Gino is going to have. Which one of us is getting over a cold again? Well, I, 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 I was sick from being around Jesse all the time, huh? That was straight in my ear. I'm glad it was. I'm sure it's in their, in their ears, too. But uh, Gino is one of those guys that I think is going to benefit from not having uh, to play as often, you know, he had that anomaly last year where he played all 162 games. And uh, that's one thing that will never happen in a Tory LaBella lineup. Yeah, uh, probably not. And and I, I think, again, there's something to be said about hitting here at Chase Field uh, versus, you know, in, in Seattle that is going to maybe have things go the other way. So I feel like this is one of the projections that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely hoping is way, way off, but, uh, Perdomo's projections, not great either. He has a 92 DRC plus, uh, a slash line of 229, 333, 47, six home runs, 38 RBI, 330 on base percentage is, is low key, pretty impressive for a guy who's projected to hit tw- 229. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the fact that Perdomo walks as much as he does, it it allows him to really get the most out of kind of who he is as a hitter. Of course, you'd like to see him develop into some more power, be able to impact the baseball more. Uh, but as Damon has advocated many times on this show, uh, Perdomo has, you know, he does a lot of those little things. The fact that he does take so many walks uh, makes him a lot more valuable player and helps make up for some of those deficiencies in, in other areas. Pagoda also doesn't like uh, that trade that we made with the Seattle Mariners very much because they have... Uh, old friend, X, uh, you know, spying on our X, do a little spying on our X's here. Uh, Dominic Canzone, uh, they have him slashing 261, 317, 437 with a 110 DRC plus, so an above average player. Uh, someone that the Diamondbacks uh, maybe shouldn't have parted ways with based on this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that slash line might not, it might not jump off the page, but. Again, these these numbers are generally run pretty conservatively. Uh, that that one ten DRC plus that you mentioned is higher than what is projected for Lourdes Gurriel. Yeah, it is the same as what is projected for Jock Peterson. So yeah, that's actually really pretty good. Like like Pakoda is a big believer in in Dom Kinzone and what he can become. I I know you know he had he had a few big moments with the Mariners in in the second half last year. The numbers as a whole weren't great, but I think the Diamondbacks to some extent like they. You know, I don't think they'd be shocked if Dom Canzone turned into a into a pretty decent hitter. Uh, you know, he's not giving you as much defensively or or base running wise. So his profile is kind of always dependent on the bat. And there's a reason he's been, you know, he's someone who's been on our, on our radar quite a bit here over the last couple of years. It's also hard to argue uh, against that trade, considering it brought Paul Seawald here. Yeah. And we know yeah. the Arizona Diamondbacks probably wouldn't have gotten. Yeah. The Diamondbacks clearly far. needed to do the trade that yeah. we're not. Yeah. We're not saying that 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 wasn't the case for sure. Uh, speaking of another trade, another guy that we parted ways with, Dolph Dalton Varsho, uh, he is projected to have a 233, 303, 424 uh, slash line and hit uh, or, or be a hundred DRC plus players. So basically, right, like yeah, hundred league yeah. average, right? Yeah. Uh, again, a, a guy that uh, another trade that you have to say the Diamondbacks definitely won, considering uh, Guriel and Moreno are both part of this team. They're both projected to have. Uh, a better season than them uh, Varsh and, and their value is it's hard to explain what Moreno's value to this team is don't make me put that picture of him in Corbin <laughs> up again because that alone is is 
power of friendship alone is worth it. But <laughs> Moreno, speaking of Moreno, his projection to, doesn't jump off the page here. 261, 323, 382. Very similar to the hitter that he was in the first half of the season before Why? he came back from from the shoulder injury. Why do projections not believe Gabriel Moreno is going to be a power hitter? What is it about his peripherals? What is it about him that because I yeah, I maybe maybe I'm just delusional, but I have Gabby as being more of a power guy, right? More of like a 20 home run kind of player and all the projections I see for him and honestly last year it, it it's not like what he did kind of backs up what I'm saying but I just feel like as he gets better you know he, he's going to be more of a power guy he feels like a power guy so yeah what, what is it about him that keeps his projected power numbers so low keeps him at eight home runs for the season next year it it's a little yeah it's a little hard to say with Gabby I mean you look back at his his numbers in double a in 2021 uh, this is only 32 games. He got hurt, wound up wound up missing time. Uh, but he slashed 373, 441, 651 in, in the Blue Jays AA system. That is a guy who has some pop. I mean, a 651 slugging percentage is is pretty right. insane, especially, you know, obviously from, from a catcher. Uh, his numbers in the minors as a whole, he had a 481 career slugging percentage in the minor league. So it's not like you didn't see Gabby Moreno show some power in the minors. I think it's because, you know, as he got closer to the majors, it seems like he started to favor his hit tool a little bit over over the power. Yeah, uh, we saw in Good triple A. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, going the other way, uh, you know, being a little bit more of a slap hitter type in 2022 before he came up with the Blue Jays. Um, he hit 315 and slugged 420. Uh, that year with uh, with Toronto's AAA team, and that's that's actually not very much power at all. It's actually well below um, kind of the the average. Um, uh, I guess I'm looking at isolated slugging there. That's that's on the lower end. So more recently, we haven't seen Gabby hit for as much power. Um, but granted, we did see him show power in the second half of the 2023 season, and we certainly saw him show power in the postseason as well. Uh, I think between that second half and the playoffs, I think he had nine home runs, and that was in the span of like 50, 55 games. Yeah. So you look at that over the course of a full season, you're like, well, that's that's a 15 home run player, yeah. uh, you know, over yeah. the course of a full season. So I still think there's some power in here. I don't expect Gabby to be a seven, eight home run a year kind yeah, of a guy for his either. whole career yeah. but the projection systems are going to take a while to, to catch up to that so um yeah we'll we'll see what happens in 2024 well and eric kratz said that's one thing that he very much likes about gabby is the fact that he kind of uh takes what's given to him and doesn't try to do too much he just tries to yeah. get that hit with, with especially with runners on and i mean we saw him have a lot of success with that Last year, I, I I get that. It just like you said, the the numbers in Double A, Triple A, what we've seen out of him in short stints, uh, it feels like he has more pop to his bat than that. And uh, yeah, it'll be there's some there's some raw power in there for sure. We saw that in the playoffs. I remember last spring training, he hit like a 450 foot home run at Salt River Fields. We were all kind of like. We sure this guy doesn't yeah. <laughs> can't hit for some power. So I mean, uh, I, it's in there for I, sure. I. I've never in my life and a lot of people have never ever seen right like a baseball player hit a ball like a mile foul and then the very next pitch like and not just foul 
not just foul, close enough foul that it had to be reviewed, and there was a whole time thing about whether or not it was fair or foul. It was and originally then, called a home run. A home run, yes. and then it was foul. <laughs> and then the very next pitch he hits for a home run. What? Like, I've never seen a human being ever do anything like that. So Pretty, pretty wild. It's just incredible what he could do. Of course, on the other side of the ball, the Diamondbacks have uh, some very good pitchers. Uh, again, kind of all lumped relatively close together there outside of Zach Gallon. Zach Gallon kind of being the... Uh, the, the the ace of the staff according to the Pakoda projections. Yeah, Pakoda doesn't love the Diamondbacks pitchers. Not at uh, all. It just it just doesn't. Um, I mean, yeah, even Gallon a three seven one projected ERA there that feels a little on the high end. I can understand where it comes from. His his peripherals weren't quite as good in some ways in twenty twenty three. Uh, his expected ERA at Statcast was actually over four just because there was a lot more loud contact against Gallon last year there than there's been in years past, um, especially on the road. It's about, yeah, yeah, man. I still I can't believe uh, that game in, in San Diego toward the end of the year. I was in San Diego to cover it. And I, I think it was like six innings, one run or something. And and the, and the, the Padres average, their average exit velo was like 99. And every <laughs> single ball was hit on a line. There yeah. were like no ground balls whatsoever. Um, Gallon obviously still had a, had a very good season. But I can understand projection systems. Uh, you know, being maybe a, a little concerned about that heading into 2024. Uh, but yeah, other guys, um, also these, these, uh, n- none of these are going to feel all that great. Uh, Merrill Kelly, a four ERA four right on the dot. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez projected for a four, four, eight ERA. That's considerably higher than, than what we saw over at zips. Brandon fought four, five, one ERA also quite a bit higher than zips. Um, and they have, uh, Tommy Henry and Ryan Nelson, both in the, the mid to high five. Uh, range so uh, probably not going to get too 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 excited about any any of those numbers i have a i do have a remedy to this though and i think it's something the diamondback should look into sure maybe they could have brandon fott's family hack the pakota projections clearly yeah the same way yes. they hacked fan graphs last year yeah right? yeah 100 percent. okay yeah they just they dropped the ball on that and uh you know weren't able to figure out the algorithm in time or something if you so. ain't cheating you ain't trying okay <laughs> if you ain't cheating you ain't trying but. although dan zaborski made a really good point in that you know, if if they were hacking into the system, why would they just be hacking into it so that Brandon Fott was projected for like a high three ERA, mm. right? If, if they were going to hack into the system over at Zips, they should have made Brandon Fott like the best pitcher on the planet by a wide margin. Yeah. And that's not quite what we saw. Maybe if so. he was in a contract negotiation, you go for that. Maybe yeah. What, maybe yeah, what you're trying right. to do is go unnoticed, right, Jesse? Sure. I mean, just test the strategy. See if yeah. it works. In see the if, movie. See if you know how to do it. I know and you then, haven't seen Office Space, but when they decided to go through with their plan to steal fractions of a cent it was so it was such a small amount Ah, that nobody would notice but if you're stealing hundred dollars at a time people are going to notice so it's like you can't go in there and give brandon fought a 1.26 era because someone at fangraphs is going to go what the hell like we gotta we gotta check into this there's no way this is what our system said but uh of course these are the things i think about when i'm uh, enjoying OG's brand's uh, wonderful line of products. Of course, uh, you can too. Uh, you can also like just check out the wonderful <laughs> things they have to offer because not only do they have uh, a, a gummy that fits your needs, uh, whatever you are looking for from micro uh, gummies to uh, sleep edition gummies, but they also have their brand new products. They have their live rosin uh, OG's naturals and their big OG's with a perforated uh, single piece that you can break into 10, uh, 10 milligram slices, but it's 100 milligram whole piece that I consume all the time uh, on my own. You can also check out the OG, OG's Naturals, which are vegan gummies. 
gummies made with live rosin, available in a sweet clementine flavor. To learn more about OG's gummies and where you can find them, head on over to ogsbrands.com. Uh, also, BetMGM, of course, uh, is your place to go and make uh, all of this sports stuff more fun. Right now, you can download the Sportsbook app or visit BetMGM.com and sign up using our bonus code of PHNX. Deposit at least $5 into your newly created account and then place a wager in that amount of at least $5 at a standard odds price or more. Once you do, you will receive $158 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager. The Super Bowl is the best time to get down on these crazy prop bets. Uh, we were talking about it today here at the office. Gatorade flavors, uh, what song you know Usher is gonna sing. Most of these people around here don't even know Usher songs. It was very disappointing. Um, I certainly didn't. <laughs> you know Jesse didn't know that, but uh, of course uh, you can get down on fun like that, and it'll make the Super Bowl even more enjoyable. So sign up for BetMGM now. Get ready for the big game and use our bonus code of PHNX. You place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through the mobile application of at least $5. You will receive $158 instantly and additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details, and now listen to Damon, uh, who has calmed down a little bit, talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369-NEW York. Call 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-991-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Uh, of course, we appreciate you diehards for being here. If you're not a diehard, make sure to check out uh, all of the options that you have. Become a diehard over at gophnx.com. Our game show squeeze play is tomorrow and i am going to be selecting uh some diehards in this chat right now to be part of our game so if you want to participate in our first edition of squeeze play and play against cogs thursday night at 7 p.m in our discord for a free t-shirt from the phnxlocker.com if you're choosing uh just drop a drop a smiley emoji of your choosing in the chat and i will make sure to grab someone here at the end of this segment uh and of course yeah like i said on twitter yesterday you don't have to be on camera you don't have to do anything like that so if you are a diehard member and you want to participate in our first episode of squeeze play uh drop that emoji and if you if i get nobody i'm just going to force some of you to do it so that's the way that that's the way <laughs> Justin gonna, said yeah. the class works yeah right. he says you just have to force <laughs> students to do it sometimes but uh one thing we didn't have to force is other people to like the arizona diamondback spring training cap as much as we do uh, because the score.com ranked all 30 MLB spring training caps now that they have launched. And according to their ranking, the Arizona Diamondback spring training cap uh, comes in at number three. This uh, we're going to call it this baby blue badass right here. Uh, number three, Jesse, what were your thoughts? I mean, I was glad to see the Diamondbacks get that love, see their hat yeah. uh, because we really like this hat. So it was great to see it ranked as highly as it was what were your thoughts yeah i i mean i think it's a great hat and uh number three not uh, bad hard hard to beat hard to beat that you don't like um, the one you don't like one of the ones above it though i don't know if either of the ones in front of it are actually better okay. to be honest there are some behind it that i might think are better Let's i don't think there's any that they have uh, ranked higher number, that I think uh, number are two is the guardian's hat uh, here is the Cleveland Guardians hat. Pretty fire. People really, really love the Guardians logo. Uh, yeah. I, I get it, uh, especially after figuring out the history and how it relates to Cleveland and everything like that. I really like it. I really dig it. Um, but, again, not not a lot to it. Like, the Diamondbacks hat is pretty, you know, significantly different than all of their hats. I don't know how close this is to the Guardians' other hats, but I feel like this would be something 
that they already kind of have, right? You know, like something similar to, yeah, similar to this. Yeah, it's it's not it's not all that different from, you know, kind of the normal look that you see from from the Guardians. So it didn't it didn't feel all that unique to me, but it is it is a cool hat for sure. Yeah. No, no doubt. And then they had this at number one. This is the Washington Nationals. This is their new W logo that they're gonna be using this season. Just I I like it. I think it's cool, but it's very plain. It's just uh what is that? Like a dark, dark blue, and then it's a dark blue W with an outline of white and red around it. Real simple, real clean, but uh I like it. I just don't know if that's like the number one spring training. No, no, I would definitely put the Diamondbacks hat above that one. It's clearly not. It's yeah. clearly not the best. And I want to know how much the Washington Nationals paid the score. Yeah. Like, hey, we've got these new uniforms. Yeah. We need you to promote them yeah. for us. Oh, they're boring the, you know, as hell. The, well, the polls aren't not, looking yeah. so great. So right. help us out here. There's no way that that's the best hat out of out of all of these. Uh, I think the Nationals as a whole, their whole rebrand. Um, you know, I think there's some 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 good stuff in there, but I would have preferred them to brand themselves off of DC, like make DC yeah, kind of the big I, thing. I agree. The W is like, I all agree. right, well, there's Washington DC. Yeah. There's Washington State. You know, I like I, I like I think because like the the Wizards they call it uh, the district, right? I saw that the other night when the yeah, Diamondback, yeah, the, like when the Suns were beating the brakes off of them. It's like some, the, district the district is cool, cool. DC yeah. is cool, Washington like there's a, there's another Washington, yeah. right? There, that that's our that yeah. exists. Like that, it's gonna um, be weird to live in a place where every single time you have to clarify which Washington, right? Like yeah, I imagine fair. people in North and South Carolina just don't say Carolina; they they say the North or South. Yeah, part, that would be that right? would be pretty. Like, that'd like, be pretty weird. Washington, and then they had to be like, like DC or state. Every but time. yeah, you don't have to specify if you say DC. No one's yeah. getting confused right. with that. He's so right. He's right. I've solved the problem. Uh, but wait, there's more because the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, batting practice caps uh, have leaked. And if you want to talk about some absolute fire, Jacob, would you do me a favor and provide that said fire? Look at this hat. You cannot look at this hat and not tell me that that is a gorgeous hat. I don't care what era of Diamondbacks fan you are, whether you are a new Diamondbacks fan, whether you have been here since 98, whether you staunchly believe that Sedona Red uh, was a violation of, of some sort of sanctity. This hat has to appeal to everybody. This is the exact thing we were saying on the one show we did with Damon in the last what month uh, where we were talking about turquoise and copper coming together. Yeah, as friends on a hat and and living peacefully and 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 look at this, look at this is such a great hat. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful. It absolutely is. I'm getting a little confused, honestly, with the hats. Like, how many hats are they going to unveil in Shut like up. a three week? No, what span? are you doing? Um, what? But I think I have it straight. There's the spring training hat, which is the yes. the baby the baby blue one we were just it's, talking it's about. Aqua, that was according third. to Pedro, he said MLB shop has it listed as Aqua. aqua. What, whatever we're going to call <laughs> we're not it. Even gonna um, go turquoise. And Let's then there's go. there's that batting practice hat, yeah. which in my opinion is the best of all of them. Correct. And then there's also a clubhouse hat. Um, that's been floating around. It's, that's it's just available. a fancy name for a hat. I don't think that that's going to be something they actually wear in the club. Could you imagine the Arizona yeah. Diamondbacks 
players coming in and changing hats like they're Mr. Rogers getting yeah, home yeah, to talk to the not. kids like they come in and it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood put on the other hat I probably shouldn't even sang that much of the song right but it's anyway, just another I, I they have to call it something cat. else so that they have an you know they can they can call it something else yeah. so that they know what to name it when they put it in the shop that's they're, true. they're just trying that's to get true. to get people and to I kind of like thing. that hat it's kind of got um, like some brown too it's got like a little like stitch like uh like a baseball stitch, yeah so yeah it's uh it's not bad but that, Groundhog uh, Mama that asked a good question though jesse have you been to the team shop there are so many hats in every color imaginable. well i'm not saying that like i wasn't aware that the diamondbacks sell a lot of hats it's just all of these are being revealed right, right now right well like, and we're, that, that we're revealing all these hats such a, so that's that has not been announced yet that not has done, at least when we were talking about you uh, mean the batting the, practice one yeah right? the batting practice yeah the, the batting training practice cap, one the diamondbacks not kind of showed us first right on their instagram right. uh this was from UniWatch, so UniWatch is the one <laughs> with uh with this leak and uh according to my sources that will be available in two weeks so okay. that's how long we have some people already asking when uh when that batting practice cap will be available so there you go and then batting tomorrow cap. we'll be unveiling the dugout cap right that's how this works it's got to be more, right? It's not like we're done now. This is why I handle the jerseys <laughs> and the hats. He doesn't take it seriously. You need a hat for you. Need a different hat for all this stuff. Uh, well, I mean, this is this is what I was talking about, right? We need merchandise. The Diamondbacks are at an all time high, potentially in popularity right now, or at least a high over the last like fifteen years in popularity. So, I mean, you have to. Do everything you can to capitalize on it and honestly sure. they have been very lacking of merchandise they have been they have not been providing their fans with enough stuff and people have money in hand ready to buy this stuff it just makes sense to provide them when the demand is so high right tim says we need to do a show with all-time top 10 hats which i believe you just did but you're gonna have to do it again i already did that but now i gotta go revise it because both of these hats need to be in that list so uh maybe i will figure out how to do a new one of those of course uh we thank you guys for stopping by we appreciate your time and we're very glad that we could make so many of you worried with this particular show title <laughs> uh, as worried as Perdomo made me last night with his Instagram story. So uh, of course you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore K man with a K. Uh, Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Uh, Faj father overlord Jacob on the ones and twos. You can get him at Jacob underscore Franklin four because he is the fourth best Jacob Franklin. Our show is at PHNX underscore D backs, but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys so much for your time. We appreciate you stopping by. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow at 1 p.m. And in the meantime, have a great day. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when players think about my feelings before posting on Instagram.